Hey guys, we're going to get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. So if you're watching the video portion, actually, as I think about it, bro, this is the first video of 2023 because I didn't record video yesterday. So the boy gets to be on the video for the first one for 2023. So oh, special. <laughs> the boy's special. <laughs> so you guys heard Matt before because we actually did one. And if you heard like the noises outside, we actually did it at camp. Um, and so that was entitled, um, have you been asking the wrong question? So um, Matt was on before, so he's not new to the podcast, um, but I'll give Matt just a second to introduce himself and you guys can familiarize yourself with Matt and then we'll get started with what we're talking about today. How's everybody doing? My name is Matt Haynes. Very excited to be on the podcast. Um, I'm one of the ministers at the West End Church of Christ with Jordan. We have another one named Elias Roquet, and we have several ministers as far as servants go. Um, probably known Jordan for Ooh. taking it back a long time, going back to camp. A long time. At least 10 years. At least 10. At least 10 years, and we've been working together alongside each other for about six months here at West End, and it's been great. We just loved it. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. So, again, with these podcasts, when you know that Matt and I are together on a podcast, you know it's about to get real. <laughs> it's about to get real when one of us are on the podcast together. So as we intro this, and I'm going to hand it off to Matt in a second, but I've been kind of putting some stuff out here, here and there, if you've seen it on Instagram, on Facebook. I just kind of put out a logo. And if you've seen the logo, the logo is what you see on our shirts. It's the 490 Project, right? And so I've had so many people ask, what is that? Or what does that even mean? Like, where do you find that? What is, I don't even know what a 490 is. What equals 490? So this is what this podcast is. Uh, we're going to do the 490 project. And as we intro this, and I think you guys are going to see how this all connects. And I think you'll see why 490 is there, number one. But then also you're going to see why this is a project. This is something that we have to work on. This is not something that we can just get right now, but it's, it's a way to go. And Jesus is going to explain so much in parables and, and different things. So I can't wait to study this. You'll finally know what 490 means. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt. And Matt's going to kind of intro this of what we were seeing um, as we're studying this. So hopefully uh, you guys can see what we're seeing. So Matt, kind of start us off um, what we were seeing initially as we're studying this 490 project. Okay, so we're in Matthew chapter 18. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're going to be picking up in verses 21 and 22. And as Jordan and I were studying this, we've, we started off about a year ago studying the Sermon on the Mount mm -hmm. and specifically looking at the concept and the idea of how important being poor in spirit is and to have that kingdom mindset. And we, we have noticed that it seems as if everything kind of flows through the idea of humility in this kingdom with the mind that we need to have. So as we were studying together in Matthew chapter 18, we looked at verse 21, is where we'll be starting, and this is where mm -hmm. Peter came to him, came to Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Hmm. Now, seven, the idea of completeness, um, maybe Peter possibly being a little bit sarcastic here, like how often do I have to do this? Up to seven times? Is that True. acceptable? And then Jesus says to him in his response in verse 22, which is where the 490 project comes from, I do not say up to seven times, but up to seven, 
70 times 7. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the 70 times 7, that gets you the 490. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the idea of how challenging and difficult this teaching is, we understand that this is a project, that this is something that we're going to be working with throughout the course of our lives. Now, Mm -hmm. before I throw it over to Jordan, one of the things we have to notice as good Bible students is we don't want to just pull these verses out of its overall context of what's being said here. So we, number one, have to understand why is Peter asking this question, Mm -hmm. but we even got to go back further than that. So if we take this all the way back to the beginning of Matthew chapter 18, there's a question to Jesus about Mm. being great in the kingdom. And we're going to pick up in verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, in other words, if your, your mind has to change. Mm-hmm. Keep that so, in mind. Keep, keep that, that phrase in mind. in mind. We're going to go back to that. Keep that in mind. Yes. And become as little children. You will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, he goes on and explains a little bit what he means by this little children idea in verse 4, where it says, Therefore, because of this, understanding this, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So I want to suggest to you that the 490 project cannot take place in our lives as we strive to live in the kingdom of Christ if we don't have humility first. Mm. I can't forgive in the manner that Christ is wanting me to if I don't have that humility of a little child. Mm -hmm. Now, last thing I'm going to say is this, again, always flows back for Jordan and I to Matthew chapter (laughs) 5, verse 3. So think about the kingdom, who's greatest in the kingdom, the forgiveness that we have to have. Now take it back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, as Jesus starts his sermon in the Sermon on the Mount. And it's not by chance that he starts off in verse 3 by addressing everybody, the multitudes, by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the The kingdom kingdom. of heaven. You want to be in this kingdom? You got to be poor in spirit, which Mm. is the idea of you have to be humble. You have to be destitute spiritually, understanding that I need God. I need Christ for everything. And that's going to get me on the track of where I can start understanding how I can forgive others mm-hmm. when I humble myself. As we like to say here, ooh, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> so this is, you guys are going to see as we're talking about this, this is going to open up so much stuff. But it's all, as you listen to the rest of the podcast, as we study and talk together, you're going to see everything connects Back to Matthew 5, everything connects to humility. Everything connects to how Jesus walked and how he showed us how to walk. So, again, we have to understand, like Matt said before, verses 21 and 22 about the 490, the 70 times 7, we can't just take that and just, okay, let's just stay right there. What's the context of all of Matthew 18? Who is going to be the greatest? This is why this is a project, because the disciples amongst themselves they kind of do what we do. They kind of just took it for what it was rather than looking at the context of why Jesus was saying it. So why talk about poor in spirit, Matthew 5, 3? Why talk about who is the greatest? Because Jesus was giving us a concept in order to be a part of this kingdom and a part of the kingdom is forgiving in order to do it. Who and what do you have to be? 
You got to be humble. Because, again, going back to what we looked at, and we're going to hit this from John 15, without me, you can do nothing. So again, we're gonna that's that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing we're gonna get to. But as we talk about this, this that's kind of our intro as this 490. So then as we go a little bit farther, we're gonna start to see Jesus really give us a practical example. Okay, how do we do this? How do how do we become the greatest? So again, I, Matt, I think we should go to verse 23 and let's just kind of explain this parable because this is a practical example of what Jesus commanded us to do. From Matthew 18, 1 through 4, beginning of verse 23 here. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. So verse 23, therefore, now again, what did he just say in Matthew 4 or Matthew 5? If you're poor in spirit, then yours is the kingdom. Who's the greatest in the kingdom? Verse 23, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king who would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought to him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had, and payment had to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him that debt. I think here's act one. Okay, so let's just break this down, Matt. Here's Act One. So, in order to be a part of this kingdom of humility, the kingdom mindset, as we've been talking about here, Jesus is our king. So, Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he is not actively continuing to do for us right now. That's that's it. So, as we look at this, so who should we? So, I think, Matt, as we just kind of start this, and I'll pass it to you, who should we be looking to as we begin this project? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so who's our example? Who, who showed us first? Yeah, I mean, it goes, the beauty of Christianity mm. is that we're not a part of a kingdom where a king is telling us things we have to do who won't walk it himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as he's giving the example of the kingdom, this is why this is so powerful. Man, there's so much packed in here. Mm-hmm. This is so powerful, but... Verse 24 lets us know some things here, too. Yes. And when he had begun to settle accounts, let's not forget here that he is the one that is pursuing the person who owes him the debt. Keep that word in mind, too. Keep that in mind, because we're going to see that as we back up into Matthew chapter 18 a little bit more. So the king is pursuing to get things settled. He's a peacemaker. He's trying to get this worked out. Now, what he owed him was an absurd, ridiculous amount of money. And I've heard people talk about the exact dollar amount to it. I don't think we're really looking at the idea of a dollar amount, even though it's in the billions. It's, yeah, it's, there's no way. <laughs> I think what we're looking at is an insurmountable amount that you cannot pay back. Mm-hmm. So it was so much that it was impossible for him to pay back. And when that person humbles himself and starts begging and says, there please, please forgive me, and I will pay you back all. What's interesting here is he's not going to pay him back all. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can pay this back. But he says that I will, and the king, mm-hmm. our Lord, the king of kings, was moved with compassion. And loosed it. And he just let it go. He just let it go. And, and to me, Jordan. Mm. Keep that in mind, too. Let it go. Oof, there's a lot here. <laughs> to me, when we look at the king, 
it shows a great deal of humility mm. to forgive such a great amount. Yes. When, when something is done to us, mm-hmm. it's hard to forgive. Now imagine that it's something that you know there's no possible way anybody can ever rectify this situation, and you still have the compassion to say, it's done. It's done. That is, that is him explaining the 490 project That's for it. us. It's a 70 times 7. He's still answering Peter's question, guys. All of the, Don't forget, contextually, yeah. verses 20, uh, 21 through 22, the parable that he's saying here is to answer the legit question that Peter had. Yes. So don't, don't keep that, you know, don't forget that he's answering the question from this. Yes. So think about humility, okay, and, and think about how that happens with a movement from us. Okay, because he was moved That's it. with compassion, and that compassion led him to release him, and he forgave him. We can't forgive others if we're not moved to a point of compassion. That's right. Like the king. So that that's an important, a very important thing for us to understand as we keep going. Do we anything to add? Do we move on? Okay, hold on. <laughs> it's so much. It's so packed. So okay. So again, keep in mind too. So normally, when when we look at this parable. There's something initially, and I don't want us to miss this, Matt, that we can learn from the servant before. Mm -hmm. So the original question, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom? So you have to be able to be destitute, Mm -hmm. but also humble yourself in front of the king. The first servant, he did that. Mm -hmm. He did that. So again, for us, it's easy to start that way. Mm -hmm. Because again, that, that insurmountable debt, that's no one else's. That's mine. There's no way this is going to be loosed. All I can do is humble myself before my king and, and ask for forgiveness. That's all I can do. Mercy. Mercy. I don't, I don't know. I can't do it. And that's what moved him with compassion, and he forgave. So initially, the first fellow servant did things correctly. Yeah. Initially. So keep that in mind. Now we're going to keep reading. Now we're going to see how this changes and the roles reverse a little. Verse uh, 28. But that same servant, he went out and he found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what thou owest. Well, he's throwing hands out here. (laughs) He's throwing hands out here. So now look. Hypocritical hands. (laughs) Hypocritical hands. The H H play. (laughs) So now as he's looking at it, now that same servant, which did right correctly before, now, notice what he's doing that the king did. The king went out to go reckon. Now, I'm forgiven. Now it's my turn to go out. That's where the pride started, right there. Right there. And it's so easy. That's why the 490 is a project, because the Lord continues to forgive us over and over and over. But then when someone crosses us, someone doesn't say something the way we want it, someone doesn't do something, all right, now it's time for me to go. That's where the pride started to seep in right there. That's what I'm seeing as we're pulling this out here. Well, in the comparison, too, of the 10,000 talents and the 100 denarii. Mm -hmm. So now here, how can you not step back and think how much you've been forgiven of this great debt? And then you find someone and you realize they owe me 100 denarius. So we're talking about maybe three months wages here. That could be paid. This could be paid. This could be paid. And he takes him by the throat. He's so upset about this. Now, I want you to think about this. This Ooh. was his fellow servant. <laughs> yeah, keep that. Ooh, that's this was good. his fellow servant. So this is another servant in the kingdom. So let's make this applicable to mm. us. 
Jordan and I are servants in the kingdom of the king. Mm -hmm. Both of us are forgiven a, a debt that we can't ever repay no. because we were at, at a point where we humbled ourselves and said, Lord, we need you. Yep, that's right. Now Jordan does something to me, and I get so upset about it that I can't forgive him. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't step back and just think, wait a minute, what have I been forgiven of? Mm -hmm. That's why this is a project, because... <laughs> We want people to forgive us, right. but forgiving others can be a challenge. And it's almost like that. this fellow servant, just looking at it more now, this fellow servant felt like you owe me. Yeah. You owe me. Yes. So isn't that kind of what we do sometimes too? Someone, even if it, and we're going to get into this too, even if it's not sin, you owe me. You, you owe me some type of validation for doing something I didn't like. Yep. You owe me. Even if it's, and it... And the Lord even says, it doesn't even compare to what you owe me. That's right. <laughs> it's That's it's right. so much. It's so much. So now verse 29. So then his, his fellow servant fell down at his feet. There's some humility there. Mm -hmm. And besought him, saying, have patience with me. I will pay you all. But he would not. And he went and cast him in a prison until he should pay the debt. Fighting between fellow servants. Fighting between fellow servants. <laughs> And we're going to keep getting on this because mm. we're going to actually back up. Mm. That question is sandwiched by two really important things. Mm -hmm. um, so we've started on the on the answering to the question, but we're going to deal with here in just a second what led him to ask the question. Okay, so but here's what's important: so is good. the way that we go to our brethren is so yes. so important. The way that the king came to his servant was a way to rectify or settle this, to get this figured out. Mm -hmm. We're going to figure this out. The other person is coming with anger and hatred and malice in his heart that, that there's not necessarily of, let me find a way to settle this. We can, work, we can work through this. Yep. Even when the person says, please be patient with me, I'll pay this. The same thing that he did, he's like, no. Nope. Not going to happen. Nope. That's, and he said, and it's interesting, that fellow servant said the same thing that he said to the king. Exactly. The, the exact same thing. Exactly. But you know what? That might be enough for God, but that's not enough for me. Mm -mm. Think about the pride in that, Matt, for a second. <laughs> that's not enough for me, but the same thing you just said, that's enough for God. God's lowly enough to forgive, but I'm not. Oh. Yeah. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here. Dealing with pride. And look at how pride is just seeping in here. And the word isn't shown, but just it's everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. Now, as Bible students, remember, let's not forget, what did Jesus start off talking about in Matthew 18? That's it. That's it. You want to be great in this kingdom, you got to be humble like a child. And now he's going through and he's expounding on that idea and he's explaining mm. what humility looks like and how hard it is, but mm. that the king was willing to show it first. And man, there's so much. We could go to John 13, which I'm sure we're <sighs> going to go to about the king giving us the example of what humility looks like. Okay, let, we got to do it like. because that matches here. Yeah. That matches. So let's hop. Let let's stay right here. But let's let's go to John thirteen because that matches exactly where we're going here. So keep this in mind. And Matthew eighteen. So again, we're we're talking about the the context. Who's greatest? So Jesus in John thirteen, he shows us being our king. This is how you do this. So Matt, you want to you want to pull this out here from John thirteen? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. So John chapter thirteen. Um, let's go ahead and pick up in verse four. That's so much. Supper has ended. Um, he, Judas Iscariot is is going to betray him. He knows that. He put it into his heart. Satan put it into his heart for it to happen. Mm -hmm. 
And Jesus understands all that the Father has given him, verse 3. He has all power. He has all authority. He has all might. He knows that he's going to God, and he knows what's going to happen. So keep in mind, this is Jesus understanding fully who he really is. Yeah. Like he knows who he is. <laughs> and what does he do? Verse 4, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself. Now, what's important about this, and Jordan brought this to light as he and I were discussing this, is that word girded is the word of clothing. Mm-hmm. So he literally clothed himself with humility, with the idea of being poor in spirit. So he girded himself. And then he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Hmm. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? (laughs) So obviously we understand the idea of washing somebody's feet is probably not the most fun job to do. If we go back to first century Judaism or Jerusalem, here's what we would understand about that. There would be a basin outside when you would walk in. When you would walk into the house, you would wash your own feet in most cases. Right. With a towel, you would take care of that. If you were a wealthy, affluent person, you may have a servant that would do that medial task, that, that task that was very lowly, okay, that people really didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So now we see the king in John 13 putting himself into that position of being poor in spirit to show his disciples what that looks like. And Peter is obviously bucking that because he's like, wait a minute, you're the king. You're not going to wash my feet. Can't do it. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Verse 7, Jesus answered, said to him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this, which is interesting in 1 Peter 5, which I'm sure we're going to go there. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. When that was said, Simon said, wash my feet, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Now, we're going to go ahead and skip down real quick to look at verse 13. (laughs) Look at what Jesus says. You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. I am your king. I am your Lord. I am your teacher. Now, look at verse 14. If I then... (laughs) Now, that goes back to Matthew chapter 18. If the king could forgive such a a ridiculous amount. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Jesus is giving us an example in Matthew chapter 18 as well in this parable of the kingdom on how we should forgive others. And what Mm. what is the similarity in all of this? Forgiveness, service, love. Humility. It's humility. The driving factor in all of this is humility. If we don't have humility, we can't forgive the way we're supposed to. If we don't have humility, we can't serve the way we're supposed to. If we don't have humility, we can't fulfill what Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 34, the new commandment that you love others the way in which I loved you. That's it. We have to pattern ourselves after the king. It's a kingdom mindset that was first given Mm -hmm. by the king. Oh, and, you know, even, you know, you think about Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author Author and and the finisher of our faith. So, again, as fellow servants, if you look at this exposes the first fellow servant's heart. So who am I not looking at? 
Not looking to the king. I'm not looking at the king. That's right. I'm looking at what I want vindicated. Yes. So when we talk about forgiveness, the 490 project, this is not about personal vindication. No. This is about us coming together to be like the king. That's it. He's it, It's him. It's always been him. But That's when right. we get our eyes off of him, as Peter literally did before, you're going to fall. Yep. Every time you're going to fall. I heard a person, <laughs> Jordan and I were talking about this. I was reading reading a book the other day about a person that talked about the importance of knowing scripture. Mm-hmm. And we want to know it as God's as God's disciples, as the disciples of Christ, we want to know scripture. We want to spend time with it. Right. But what this person said, and I thought it was just astounding to think about, was we're not studying scripture to know more scripture. Mm. We're studying scripture to know Jesus. That's it. So all of this That's is it. about us understanding who Jesus is, not us just quoting a bunch of verses. And knowing more. Yes, and knowing and having more head knowledge. That's if it, it doesn't work its way down to my heart, what's it for? I mean, we saw this in, with the Pharisees. Yeah, they not? had it. They had head knowledge. They had it. <laughs> so now, okay, so now, now we have that example of the king serving. So if I'm the king, if I'm the master, do as I do. Mm-hmm. So now... Going back to our text in Matthew chapter 18, now we look at the fellow servant, verse uh, 31. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and they came and told their Lord all that was done. Now, verse 30 is easy to miss, Matt. It is. Because look, so now you have two fellow servants, right, Mm -hmm. working under the king. So then this one fellow servant doesn't forgive this fellow servant. So then what does the other fellow servants do? They had compassion. They, had compassion. they were sorry. Yeah. So again, I think that's easy to miss because sometimes other fellow servants can help us to see what we need to see mm-hmm. because they came to the king and they told the king, look, something's happening. Th- and, this isn't yes. right. And you know why it should grieve me? If I'm on the outside and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't personally offended, right. but I'm a fellow servant in the kingdom and I see you not willing to forgive somebody, that grieves me because I know what you've been forgiven. It should, and you won't forgive. So they're grieved by that because grieved. they know, I know what he gave, forgave you. So <laughs> in, in knowing that when it's mm. not us is one thing, right. but it flips and changes when all of a sudden I'm the person who's been offended or oh. I've been sinned against. Now, for some reason, the eyes get dark and cloudy and I can't understand what's going on mm-hmm. and I can't see the truth of the situation. It's too much. It's so good. All this. And so now verse uh, verse 33, or actually, no, verse 32. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said, oh, thou wicked servant. Now wicked comes in. Mm-hmm. Now the name comes in. Yep. Oh, thou wicked servant. Why is he wicked? He, mm, he, he no continues humility? to say. No humility? Yeah, no humility. No I compassion. I forgave you. That's why you're, mm, that's, that's why you're wicked. That's why you're wicked. You're wicked because I forgave you all the debt. Because you desired me. So what did the fellow servant do for him? I desire your forgiveness. I desire patience. You didn't give him what he desired, but I gave you Mm. what you desired. Then verse 33, shouldest now that have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on you. So then notice the Lord calls him wicked. And when we don't show the same love he showed, that's what gets God mad. The Lord was wroth. And he delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do to you if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. 
See, see why it's a project? It's a project. <laughs> to it's love, a project. To forgive like Christ. Mm. Guys, we can't do that. No. We need his help. That's it. We need to pray to help to be more like Christ and more forgiving like Christ and more compassionate like Christ. We, in and of ourselves, we're going to falter and we're going to mess this up. That's it. And here's, here's the trap, Matt, that we can fall, or fall into. Matt, you just don't know what they did. Mm. You don't know what they said. You don't know how that has, a, that has affected my life. You, you just don't understand. So we can spend our lives like that lawyer and Luke justifying why I shouldn't forgive. Mm-hmm. But we have to be like the father because anything that can happen to us doesn't even compare to what we did to him. That's it right. doesn't. It just does not. Yep. So in order to be like him, like we all say we want to, we got to do it. This We have to get a part of this project. This is just how it is yep. if we want to be like the king. So now when we look at this, Matt, I think it's important that we go into this conversation, verse 35. So this goes back to Peter's question. So, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Mm-hmm. Seven times. So then verse 35, likewise, my heavenly father shall do unto you if you from your hearts forgive not every one of his brother their trespasses. So now this opens up a conversation. What is sin? What is sin? What is sin? So now that I think that's what Peter was trying to get to. So what how do I forgive? What do I what do I forgive? Do sin, trespass, offense, mm-hmm. quarrels, quarrels, irritation, what what do I do? A personality difference. Personalities, cultural differences. What yeah. do we do? What do we do? So if you don't mind, I think I'll back up to verse 15. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, go, so go, go. that's a good question. I think this helps answer it. So now let's get to what Jesus had said that spurred Peter to ask this question. Mm. Okay, so verse 15. Moreover, if your brother sins against you. Now keep in mind what it says there is if your brother sins mm-hmm. against you. That's it. Okay, this we got to be specific with this mm-hmm. because it's easy to pull this out of its context or to say that this goes for things that are different. I need to go to this brother and talk to him about that. Well, right. hold on now. What Jesus <laughs> said is I need to go to my brother if they sin against me. Mm-hmm. Now, the principle of me going to somebody if they upset me or if I had got my feelings a little bit hurt or if they, you know, that's okay. But what we're dealing with here is sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault to everybody else, right? <laughs> nope. No, between you and him alone. Now, let's not forget context. Mm-hmm. Who's greatest in the kingdom? That's it. <laughs> Who's greatest? So what manner Who's am greatest? I going to go to my brother when he sins against me? In a humble, poor in spirit manner. That's it. Okay, now... Just hold your place there, and I want you to see something consistently taught on this. Go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. If a person is overcaught in a sin, okay, hmm. it could happen. Now, this particular circumstance isn't exclusive to a sin against you. It could be a person that's caught up in any trespass or any sin that they're caught up in. Mm-hmm. But I want you to see the manner in which we are to go, okay? How we go... really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one 
How, Jordan? In the spirit of meekness, Matthew 5. Mm, it's all there. <laughs> so I'm supposed to go to a person, not in a prideful way, not in a way of saying, how in the world could you let this happen to you? That's it. Why are you doing this? Why mm-hmm. are you? I better be careful. That's Look it. at what it says, because keep reading. In a spirit of gentleness, which that's meekness, it also goes to the word of humility, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. That's it. So when I go to someone, I better think about mm-hmm. myself. And the sin that I've been forgiven by the king That's it. is I go and try to help a brother or a sister that's caught up in a sin. So now we flip back to Matthew 18. I don't want us to miss the manner in which we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the way that we have to go. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. I don't need to tell Jordan. Nope. I don't need to tell other people. I don't need to go to anybody else. I need to go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And for that matter, if you know for sure somebody's coming to you and asking for advice, this brother did this to me, go. and you know it was sin, don't entertain that conversation. Go to him. <laughs> Say, here's what Jesus says. You go to him. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk to you about it. Nope. Don't go nope. to me. Go to him. Don't go to me. You go to him. Go bet- between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained, you've gained your brother. Mm-hmm. If he's humble. That's it. If he's uh, too humility. If you're humble on your approach and he's humble, then he hears you, you've gained your brother. Mm-hmm. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more. We like to skip the first step. Yeah. You know, we'll go to two or three more and tell them all about it. We That's don't need it. to do that. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Mm-hmm. Why, do we, why do we go to that process? Because he is acting as a heathen and a tax collector. That's it. He is acting as an arrogant, prideful person. Any person that loves their brother... And my brother comes to me in humility and says, brother, you sinned against me. How could I say, I'm not listening to you? Yep, that's it. I'm not going to listen to that. Which fellow servant are we? Which fellow servant (laughs) are we? Which one are we? Yeah. So then that's the idea of where this question is coming from. Mm -hmm. Just so we know. Tell it to the church if they won't listen. This is the whole concept of what's happening here when Peter says, how often am I supposed to forgive my brother? Now, keep in mind, I want to make this a little bit more specific contextually. When he's asking, how often should I forgive my brother? I believe he's saying, how often am I to go through this process? How many times do I got to do this? This is not how how often do I forgive my brother when he comes to me. Right, right. It's how often do I go to my brother and pursue his forgiveness for him. That's it. So if if this situation from verse 23 to 35 happened 70 times, how many times do we got to do it? 70 times 7. Do it again. Do and it I, again. And I'm do to be again. the pursuer of this. That's it. Now, obviously, if a person comes to me and they've sinned against me, we're going to forgive them. Right. But this is different. <laughs> this is me pursuing my brother's forgiveness. Not for, not for validation. Nope. Uh-huh. Not for vindication. But as we said yesterday, for victory over sin for our brother. That's it. That's the reason why we do this. And that's why Jesus opened this up by saying, who is the greatest? This is this is how you become great as yep. you do this over and over. So now let's let's look at this from the king's point of view, Matt. So Jesus, let's look at it from his point of view. So the Lord is merciful, long-suffering, slow to anger. 
So how many times do we continuously trespass? So now think about mm. this. Think about how many servants are in his kingdom. How many times do all of us as his servants just trespass and trespass and trespass? So Jesus lives this out. Mm. I do this all the time. As the king, I forgive. First John on 1. The, first John 1, on the cross, Father, forgive. Mm. Stephen, hold not, don't hold this to their charge. Yep. Forgiveness, sometimes we, and it's sad you, you've heard, I don't think I could ever forgive them. I don't think I could ever do it. Then Jesus said, you, can, you don't have the kingdom. Mm. This, this, is, this is kingdom mindset. This is how we need to be in the kingdom. It's, it's a level of humility knowing, yes, you may have been hurt. Yes, you may have hurt. But it's, okay, how do we become great together? That's it. We humble ourselves like he humbled himself before us. Think about that. He humbled himself before us, being the king, mm. washing their feet and washing the betrayer's feet. Mm. And we can't do that amongst each other. That's why Jesus, that's why he's so validated in saying, you have no part. So good. You have no part in me. So <laughs> and, and, you know, Jordan, man, that's a good point. It's how we're looking at our brother. That's it. That's it. So am I that's looking it. at my brother through the lens of planks in my eye mm. where I've got all sorts of faults, yep. but all I can do is think about, I can only think about yours, yours. I can only think about yours. Or am I looking to others the way Jesus did in Philippians chapter two, as Paul describes did not look out for your own interest, but for the interest <laughs> of others. That's why we're doing this. That's the mind. And it can't be with a, I'm really good. I'm really spiritually strong. That's it. That's one it. day you'll be like me. No, it's but not, until it's, you get there, I forgive a, you. It is a humility. No, of and that's what Galatians chapter six says. You better consider yourself. That's it. Lest you be Lest tempted. Lest you be tempted. So uh, let's. I want to think about that just for a second, Matt. Consider yourself, lest you be tempted. Yep. That is literally what happened here to this first fellow servant. Yep. It's a temptation to be in a position where someone else is in a state of humility before you. Because if someone's in a state of humility before you, because that servant bent down, now you're standing over them. That's that's the temptation. Ah, okay. So uh, I remember we talked about this in the office. You know, you think about the father from Luke 15. You said you have that image of the father being home. You know what? Finally. Now you're back. Okay, you got a lot of explaining to do. Arms crossed. Arms crossed. Okay. (laughs) You know what? Yep. You're going to explain what you did, and you're going to have to work double to even get where you were last time. Yeah. So that's a temptation to be over somebody with a debt. Yeah. It, that's a temptation. <laughs> I mean, the parable just, it comes more alive the more and more we talk about it. It's, yes. it's more real. So now as we look at it, so now Peter answers, or Jesus answers Peter's question. So if you from your hearts forgive not everyone their brother their trespasses. So now as we continue to forgive the 70 times 7, the 490 project, guys, it is not specific in number. The 490 project is consistent in attitude and humility. That's what the project is. So now there's going to be times because Jesus said, Luke 17, offenses are going to come. They will be here. So when it comes, how are you, how are you preparing yourself for offenses? I think that it's just like... Yeah. It's like anything else. It's like mercy. It's like peacemaker. It's like meekness. You have to prepare yourself when it's not happening. Yeah. Then, when it, then when it does happen, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, and you mentioned Luke 17 with that. That's actually said in Matthew 18. That's it. Where we're at. Yeah, where we're at. To yeah. even make it hit more. 
Woe to the world because of offenses, verse that, 7. That's it. And then it says, for offenses must come. Mm. In other words, guys, you live in this kingdom, you live in this world, you are going to be offended. At some point. <laughs> You're going to be sinned against, mm -hmm. which is one thing. Yep. And we saw what we were supposed to do there. Matthew 18, verse 15 and following. And then you're also just going to be offended. You're going to get in your feels. You're you going to get a little bit upset about it. <laughs> you got to hit that. You got to hit that point. Yeah. You're oh. going gonna to get a little bit upset because maybe somebody has a different personality than you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe somebody just doesn't, man, I go to, I go to services with this person and they just don't seem to really talk with me, but they talk with other it's people. It's just weird. Did they sin against you? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Did they sin? Now, is that, is that irritating? Sure. Yes. It is. But I guarantee you that if we keep a humble mindset, I could say, I know that I probably do things that irritate people. That's it. And, and I don't think I'm sinning against people, mm -hmm. but I do things, I'm sure, unknowingly that irritate people. Mm -hmm. So in those situations, guess what we need to do? We need to let that stuff go. That's it. And, and here's where we get that from. <laughs> go to Colossians That's chapter it. three. Yeah, we got to hit it. <laughs> we got to hit that. There's That's so, so much. good. How long do we have? I don't even know. How long have we been going? <laughs> We've been in here for a while. This is so good. I'm supposed to smoke some meat today. <laughs> Michelle's going to be like, get him out of here. <laughs> All right, so we're in Colossians chapter 3. So Paul is talking to the church at Colossae, and he's talking about the character of the new man and what we're supposed to put mm -hmm. on. Put on that towel That's humility. It, the towel. Oh, First Peter 5. First Peter 5. Is, is Peter understands it now in First Peter 5 where be he clothed. says to be clothed with humility. That's it. I get it now. He gets it now. And That's Jesus it. says, you don't understand now, John 13, but you're going to get it. You'll well, get it. in First Peter 5, he had got it. Okay, so now we're seeing Paul talking about in verse 12, therefore is the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. There it is, put on. Look at these words here, guys. Don't miss them. Kindness. What's that next word there in the New King James Version? Humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. Humility, meekness, long-suffering. Now look at verse 13. This is what we want to lock in on. That's it. I have got to bear with my brother. Mm -hmm. We bear with one another, and we forgive one another. Now, let's focus in on what this word is we're about to get to. Mm -hmm. If anyone has a complaint That's it. against another. Is that trespass? That is not sin. Mm -hmm. That is a quarrel. That's a quarrel. That word is used one time in the New Testament. And I don't believe it's, it's concisely showing that a person can prove that's sin. Mm -hmm. I believe that this is kind of comes down to a, a grievance I might have against mm -hmm. somebody. Irritation. A blame, that I, a fault yeah. that I'm finding in somebody. That's it. But it doesn't necessarily mean sin. And what am I supposed to do? If I have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Mm -hmm. So guess what I need to do in those circumstances where I just maybe get a little bit irritated with mm -hmm. somebody? I got to let that go. Show some grace. Now, I don't let sin go. Let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. And I, Jordan, man, he, that's a huge, I got to show people grace. Yeah, you got to show grace. You I got to show, show some grace, grace. And I got to understand, let me give my brother the benefit of the doubt. That's it. I don't need to immediately take my mind to all sorts of negative places of why he said this to me or why she did that or Believes what the were they thinking. And I start running with that. And that's I start it. all of a sudden creating some story within my head. And I've now made my brother sin, and when they might not have even sinned. But in my it. mind, I've conjured it up as they sinned against me. That may not even be the case. He sinned because of multiple irritations. So now that's one big sin. Yeah. So <laughs> what I need to do in Colossians chapter 3, that word's used one time in the New Testament, guys. Look it up, please. Mm -hmm. Check us on it. Yes. One time it's used. 
And when I have a complaint, a quarrel, a grievance, a blame against somebody, I need to forgive as Christ forgave me. There are times that I simply let stuff go. Yep, just let it go. There are times that I turn the other cheek, Mm -hmm. and I don't need to go to somebody, and I need to say, you've done me wrong. If it's sin, don't misconstrue what we're saying. Right. You have to go because you're you're thinking about not validation, vindication, Mm -hmm. but for victory over sin for your brother or your sister. That's it. And so... Just playing devil's advocate here, even if that was, even if someone could conjure up in whatever language they want to put up, that is sin in some way. That is sin. Even if it is, what did Jesus say to do? Forgive. Even if it was. Forgive. (laughs) Even if it was, forgive as Christ forgave you. And that matches perfectly with Matthew 18. And can we take that to the cross? That's it. Let's take it there. So when Jesus was on the cross, did they want his forgiveness? No. They didn't ask for it. They weren't begging for his forgiveness, and they absolutely sinned against our Lord. That's it. And they weren't saying, Lord, please forgive us, but what did he say? Father, forgive them, mm-hmm. for they know not what they do. Let's take it in Acts chapter 7 to Stephen. Stephen is being stoned, mm-hmm. okay? He didn't sin against those Jews that he was telling them, you are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. They needed to repent. That's it. And they are stoning him, and he looks up into the heavens where Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father, and he says, Father, don't hold this charge Mm -hmm. against them. They did not want his forgiveness. Nope. But what was he saying? He gave it. He was wanting them to have forgiveness. That's it. Don't even hold... Think about that that phrase, don't even hold it to their charge. Don't hold it to their charge. As if they never did it. But what did the what did the servant in the kingdom want to do? Hold it. Oh, we're holding this to your charge. We're holding this to your charge. You're thrown in prison. Ooh. Oh, man. I mean, and I hope you guys are starting to see why this is a project, but also this is this is a an attitude that we need to have yeah. moving forward. This yeah. is this is not something that, okay, well, I guess I'll forgive him. This is this is an attitude of who we are. We're showing the light of the king mm-hmm. in instances like this. So that's why it makes it so powerful when Jesus says, this process, that this parable I told you, if this happens more, you do it every single time. You forgive and you loose and and you show compassion yeah. and you're moved with it every single time. But well, they did something different this time. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Because nothing anyone else could do, as bad as it could be, and people have been hurt. We're not trying to diminish that. Mm-hmm. But it can it cannot compare to what we did to him. It just can't. It can't compare. It can't compare. Yeah. Man. There's so much. There's so much here in, in for the 490 project. But this is why this is why as we've studied this guys today. And again, go back. Like we did, go back and check. Read these things. Look at yeah. these verses again. Look at these words. Look up the words and what they mean again. Go through and look at the whole context of Matthew 18 again. So you can understand why Jesus is saying what he's saying to Peter. Because all of this matches, and this is why. And again, with as Matt and I have studied this, and I can only speak for me. I can't. I'll let Matt speak for himself. But this this can help you to become better. And now you see yourself in instances where I should have been better. Mm-hmm. I can grow better. I yeah. can do better. I can forgive better. I can show more compassion. I can I can put on clothes of humility now because pride has set in my life. Pride has set in in others' lives. But the four ninety project is realizing: look, we got to forgive our. We got to forgive even ourselves, and just be humble. Mm-hmm. Be humble moving forward. Be a humble servant. That's so good. It, it takes prayer. Yes. It takes study. It takes self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It takes looking to the Savior, looking to our King. And as, as we do that, guys, I mean, we're, we have to understand that this is a project. That's it. 
that there's going to be moments and circumstances and situations where my pride's going to raise up on and me. And it's going to be hard. And, and I've got to check that because I'm not perfect. Jordan's not perfect. No. When we say we figured this out, y'all need to figure this out. That's, no. no, we are trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. But we need to understand that this is something that we have to be mindful of, mm-hmm. that if we have a prideful mindset, we're not in the, the kingdom. Is not ours. It's not ours. It's not ours. We're not poor in spirit for such is the kingdom. That's it. There was a, a gospel preacher a long time ago who had said, and he was using it in the context of marriage, but I believe this concept works with relationships. And it was so, so good. He said, I have never seen a marriage fail where each person in that marriage was putting the other above themselves. Mm. That's humility. Yeah. So I, I have, I, we should, if we take that to a relationship perspective, <laughs> There shouldn't be in the church issues to the degree that those relationships are going to fail. If I can humble myself and put their needs Mm -hmm. above myself, and if they can then not take it, don't just take it like the servant did, but then do the exact same thing back for me. That's it. And put my me above them. If we everybody has that mindset. I think that will take care of a lot of the problems that we see happen in congregations and in mm-hmm. churches and in families and in just being a peacemaker in our workplaces, That's just it. wherever we're at. If we can adopt that mindset, that kingdom mindset, man, life's going to be a lot easier for us. And here's here's kind of my closing thing here, and I kind of give it to you, Matt, after to, to close it out. But when you hear lessons like this, especially on, on you know, forgiveness and on, on other topics, it's very easy even as you're listening to things like this to agree, but then in your mind, you're thinking of somebody else, man, somebody else needs to hear this. Somebody else has got to start forgetting. Somebody else has got to, well, man, they should start doing this more Then we're, we're still missing it. Yeah. So when we hear lessons like this, and even as Matt and I are talking, I'm still thinking about me, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to think about yourself. How am I going to improve in the kingdom? Yeah. I can't control anyone else's heart, but I can control how I'm going to move forward in the kingdom as a fellow servant. So it's easy to look at everyone else and what everybody else should do and what other brothers should do and what other people should do. Look at, look at you, look at me, look at what I need to be doing because that's where the poor in spirit starts. It's with me. It goes, and that goes back to Galatians six, what we talked about. That's it. You who are spiritual restore yourself in a spirit of, of meekness, meekness, gentleness, considering yourself, looking, reflecting, looking into that Mm. perfect mirror, that mirror, perfect law of liberty, (laughs) and saying, how am I meshing here? How am I I living up here? And what you're probably going to find is you're missing the mark somewhere. Yeah. Because I am. I am. (laughs) I I know I've got so much growth to do. And The more I study, the more I dig, the more I look in Scripture, the more I realize, man, I got work to do. Mm -hmm. I got work to do. So as Mm. as I close, just my thoughts is closing out. And first of all, thank you, brother. Yes, I sir. enjoyed it. It's only the second time we've done this. We got to do more. 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 Um, this takes my mind back to John 15 mm. to kind of close this all up. For me, Jordan is a branch. I'm a branch. You might be a branch in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. What we are supposed to do is stay connected to the vine. And we want to abide in the vine. Mm. Now, look at what Jesus says in John 15, verse 5. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That's it. 
So I'm not going to bear fruit unless I'm abiding in him, unless I'm following him. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay, so I want you to think about that in verse 5, where it says at the end of that, for without me, you can do nothing. nothing. We need the king. That's it. We need to stay connected to the vine and understand that our faith is driven by striving to be more like Christ. And if we keep looking in John 15, look at how we'll close this out. It's just, it's beautiful when we look at the king and his forgiveness and his love, and we're just trying to, to mirror that the best we can. We'll pick up in about verse 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. What's, what is your commandment, Jesus? Tell me, please that you love one another as I have loved you. This is a picture of love. That's it. So when we're talking about kingdom living, we always got to keep it in perspective of, I have to love Jordan Mm -hmm. in the manner that Jesus loved me. Wow. I can't do that. Without him. Without him. That's it. And as we look at the 490 Project, guys, forgiveness is driven by humility and love. And I can't forgive somebody if I don't love like Christ loved. You see why this is a project? It's a project. You see why this is a project? I mean, and this is something that we're, uh, we're working on. Uh, this is something that, um, you know, in, in bits and pieces that we're, we're teaching. Uh, but we want you to get involved. You know, we want you to get involved in the project. Obviously, you see, uh, you know, we have merch and others, which is great. And thank you guys that you have merch. And again, we don't gain any money from this. But this is to have people ask questions. What is what is the 490 Project? We're just trying to love like Christ. We're just, we're just trying to be the greatest in the kingdom by, by humbling ourselves. You just don't know who's looking. You know, you don't know who's looking for something different. And so what we're trying to do, you know, we're trying to start something as, uh, as simple as working together and being connected as branches so that we can be like our king. So uh, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Lord willing, next week uh, we'll be back with another podcast probably Monday. Um, we may have a guest. I'm not sure yet, but we'll figure that out. So thank you guys for your support. Everything you've done for us so far, it's just been, uh, amazing, you know, without your guys' support, uh, we couldn't have done this. So it's just amazing. I think we started Matt six years ago at a kitchen table and a $50 mic. Wow. Now, you know, we're here, um, with, with merch, with helping people get messages from you guys being in the studio, um, you know, we're just trying to, to let the Lord use us. So that's what we want to do. And we're just thankful for you guys um, and everything you guys do for us. So Lord willing, uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.